This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And, and this, this is, is the, the Art of, of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. Uncle Brad, I think that this is such a fun and necessary cocktail this time of year. We're listening to this in the thick of winter. We're right in the thick of it. And so this is a perfect cocktail for the winter season, for the early spring. This is the best cocktail to warm you up on a cold day. Yeah, 100% agree. This is uh, this is how alcohol gives you a warm hug when you're cold it's like mm-hmm. it rubs your back and tells you everything will be okay when you're sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that much needed hug. <laughs> yeah. This is your doctor in a glass. This is the hot atadi. Yeah. Yes. And totally a foundational <sighs> cocktail because I think that <laughs> focusing on hot cocktails, this is the king of them all. I mean, this is the basis for hot cocktails, wouldn't you say? Yeah, this was uh, this was definitely uh, out there in uh, in mm-hmm. one of the first. Um, so, yeah. although we didn't talk about it last season in the foundations, it is certainly right. a foundation. And this is one you can really, man. I mean, you could take this thing a hundred different ways, and it's all going to taste good. So, well, Uncle Brad. Speaking of hundred yeah. different ways, I have another way, and I think people <laughs> will surprised. either love right. I think people will either love this or hate this because. Again, I'm playing with one of my favorite cocktails, which is the Negroni. So you're doing the classic hot toddy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do my warm Negroni because I, as we all know by now, love the classic Negroni recipe. And there's so many riffs on the Negroni. And one of my favorites has to be the warm Negroni. And it really does take inspiration from the hot toddy because unlike a traditional Negroni, we are adding some sweetness. We are adding some citrus. So I think it took the bones of the hot toddy. So for those listening, you need to know how to make the hot toddy right the first time, and then you can start dabbling and have the warm Negroni as well. But Brad, if you have, you haven't had this, have you? My warm Negroni. So first of all, my, mine is a little bit off center <laughs> of the traditional hot toddy. Uh, yours is way yeah. Off center. I'm going to have to, uh, no pun intended, warm up to this idea. Yes. Because <laughs> I've never had a warm Negroni. 
You know, I think the first time I ever had a warm Negroni was a couple of years ago. There's a bar here in San Diego. It's called Jay and Tony's, and it's a Negroni bar. And they had a warm Negroni. And I think mm. theirs was very standard, and I remember it being really strong, but I remember loving it. And I was thinking to myself, okay, I gotta make these. And so, you know, in the wintertime, when you don't want an ice cold Negroni that's gonna freeze your hands when you're holding the glass, I thought, you know what? Let's try to make this bad boy. And I did, and I love it. So whether you're making the hot toddy or the the warm Negroni, I think if you've never had a warm cocktail, this is your sign to start dabbling. Yeah, if you haven't had a warm cocktail, God, I feel sorry. Mm-hmm. Warm cocktails are great. You know, a little Irish yeah. coffee. And there's a lot yeah. out there. And yeah. There's a lot out there. So uh, I'm sorry. Tell me real quick here before you go any further. What's a Negroni yeah. bar? I've never heard of a Negroni bar before. Yeah. No, they're a total Negroni bar. It's a hipster joint here in downtown San Diego. <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> are we and, talking like a lot of um, man buns? <laughs> what are we okay, talking about no. Here? Weirder. Okay. <laughs> they have like a dinosaur theme when you walk in. So they have this huge dinosaur. They have these dinosaurs like that are flying on the ceiling and disco ball, the McDonald's guy sitting on the chair at one of the tables, you know, and it's just the mm. most random outlandish bar that you would never think to stumble upon. It's actually right by the baseball field at Petco Park. You could walk okay. there. From the, that's why I went was before a baseball game, and it's so cool. So they have Negronis. They have really and truly, it's a Negroni bar in the sense of they're using the bitter Campari or bitter aperitifs in almost all of their cocktails. Oh, wow. so it's my version fun. of heaven. <laughs> yeah, totally. That is straight up your alley. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was the all first right. time I had a hot Negroni, and I was like, you know what? I got to revisit this because this. I yeah. remember that being too good. I was just with a buddy about a week ago. At this mm-hmm. uh, this dinner, and he's like, "You know, you lied to me." And I'm like, "How's that?" And he said, "Well, <laughs> I did drink the Negroni three times, and I still don't like it." And I'm like, "Well, oh. you know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe your palate hasn't matured." And look, it's it's not going to be for everybody, but I firmly believe you still need to give a Negroni three times. And I'm like, maybe you used bad gin, or you had vermouth that was you know past its bad, expiration, right. or no, maybe I'm you just you. truly hate that flavor. And it's okay if you do. It's fine. You know what? You know. Dabble in it. Continue to dabble because I dabble. swear to you, there's going to be that one point. It's a turning point. It's like when yep. you were a kid, something used to repulse you and now as an adult, you love it. And you totally. don't remember when it happened. But but this one, it'll turn at one point and you'll be like, wait, I actually, I actually do. Unless you don't. And hey, those are rare. I've yet to meet a person who doesn't like a Negroni because I've all converted them. Uh, I've met one, but well, that's okay. yeah. It's on him. Yeah. Whatever. Well, you gotta Sorry, make Nate. Him. Yeah. You got to make it the right <laughs> way for him. Maybe maybe that's yeah. the issue. Have Brad yeah, three times. Negroni. Yeah. Maybe you're just not doing it right, Nate. Well, before okay, we get into anyways. my hot Negroni, I feel like today? we should... Yeah. We should talk <laughs> about the hot toddy. So tell people who've never even heard of a hot toddy... Brad, what do we need to get for this cocktail? Oh, a hot toddy is so easy. And uh, really, any base spirit will do. In this mm-hmm. case, I'm using dark Jamaican rum. And um, so go get some dark Jamaican rum. And by the way, dark rum doesn't mean it's like black. It just means it's been aged. It's just dark rum. Mm-hmm. It's not light rum. I'm using amaretto in this Yum. one too. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a great idea. Uh, yeah. Lemons, mm-hmm. honey, Mm-hmm. And nutmeg, and here's a hot tip: when you go get nutmeg, go get the whole nut. Yes. People think, oh, well, nutmeg it just comes in one of those little spice jars. No, you can actually get a nut of nutmeg and fr- grate it freshly over whatever. It's really different 
then the Game stuff changer. that comes out of the little spice jar. Yeah, totally. You'll never so go back. Get, yep. You can pick it up on Amazon if you if you need to. So totally. uh, look for the whole nut nutmeg. It's not that expensive. And then I've got a eight to, you know, 10 ounce. Actually, this mug I'm using right now specifically is eight ounces. Uh, and it's a coffee mug, but you could use like a nice glass coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Just don't go using that super tanker you fill up with coffee in the mornings. Yeah. Throw your Yetis uh, for another time. Yeah, totally. It's not what to fill up your Yeti tumbler with. Although you could. <laughs> I mean, could. I was going to say, yeah. actually, I've done that before. So depends uh, on how long you're going to be outside. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, and then you uh, want your jigger, right? And so uh, I'm specifically using a one and a half ounce, half ounce uh, measurement. So make sure you got the capabilities to do that with your jigger. Mm-hmm. And measuring spoons for your uh, honey. And then really, you can use your measuring spoon to stir the drink in the glass. And uh, yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's really yeah. it. And a little water, but you should have water readily available, right? So Yeah. No, I mean, go. this is, from my understanding, this is the cocktail that my grandfather used to say will cure any sickness. If you start feeling like you're getting a cold, you have a hot toddy. And I have to say, listening to the ingredients, you can, you really can, you know, start to see why you got the citrus in there, you got the honey, you got the hot water, a little bit of booze. So if you feel a cold coming on, maybe drink a hot toddy. Yeah, hot toddy time. <laughs> That's what time it is. Yeah. All right. Okay. So if you're not sick, even if you are sick and you want something warm and you want to dabble in the hot Negroni, let me let me tell you about this one. So I like to say that this is the Negroni warm with hot water <laughs> in it. Oh, well. <laughs> oh. You get, yeah, you get what I was doing there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for this one, again, really easy. And if you know how to make a Negroni, you, you know where this is going, right? So you're going to need your Campari, you're going to need your sweet vermouth, and you're going to need your gin. Now, from there, you're going to get some fresh citrus. I use fresh oranges, but for this today, because I just went to the store and blood oranges are in season, I got fresh blood oranges. And let me tell you, if you have the opportunity to, I would 10,000% swap for the oranges for blood oranges. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to need honey, hot water. So grab your kettle. You're going to want a glass mug or, you know, your favorite mug, whatever it is, a jigger and a bar spoon. I mean, this cocktail really is like a Negroni easy, And this is just a couple more steps is also easy and delicious. I mean, to tell you, this just brightens my day when it's cold. I love this one. I could drink it literally all day long. All right. I got to give this a shot. I know. Because you like no Negronis. No intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I do love like, this. Yeah. One. I mean, so look, I'll, I'll give this a whirl. Why not? It kind of sounds almost like a with the orange in there. It's like a mold wine. I mean, it's right. Stretch, but still, but I mean, you know, why not? Right? Why not? Before we start to dabble in a crazy recipe, which is mine, let's learn the classic first. Because if you know how to make the hot toddy, and Brad, you even said it when you were explaining the ingredients, you can kind of start to switch out the spirit you'd like and, you know, maybe the... So let's go through how to make it. Yeah. I mean, you can use this formula and play around with, if you want to use whiskey, and that's, by the way, totally in a hot toddy recipe. Mm -hmm. You can use brandy. You can use, I, I would have to imagine tequila. Would actually you can make use a fine mezcal, hot Uncle Brad. Oh, yeah, mezcal. <laughs> Mezcal's got to make an appearance. Yeah, of course you can use mezcal. 
Still looking, yeah. still looking. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so listen, you know, in this one, I in rum is totally cool in here. So I used rum. I like rum. Mm-hmm. Rum's a little bit on the sweeter side. So if you're like, you know what, maybe I want it so sweet, fine. Go with like yeah. whiskey, go with a rye, go with a bourbon. In this case, I'm using rum and uh, I'm also using amaretto and uh, honey. So, you know, it's it's not overly sweet for me, but that's the way I, I kind of lean anyways. That's how you designed it. <laughs> that's how I designed it, yeah. So the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna grab my mug and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to take a tablespoon of honey. And mm-hmm. again, this is up to preference for me. I used a tablespoon of honey. And when you go get honey, you, you know, get good honey. At, uh, yeah. you know, this is, you know, ingredients matter because they are all up in your face right here. So totally, I took my tablespoon of honey and I just poured that into the mug and mm-hmm. that honey that stayed on the tablespoon. I then just took hot water, boiling hot water. I've got like an e-brick, which is like a metal container that makes a, you know, a cup and a half of a hot water. You could use a tea kettle, whatever. Mm-hmm. I pour the hot water over the uh, spoon and I fill the mug up about halfway, only halfway, so mm-hmm. I can get the honey off of the uh, the tablespoon. And so I just kind of stir that around there. And Brad, could, if people had it or if they didn't want to deal, because I sometimes get annoyed with honey, can you use a honey syrup? You could use a honey syrup, but you know, I mean, you're kind of making honey syrup with the hot water. Right. And honey I guess you're anyways. right. Yeah. Right. Again, it's the classic toddy recipe is just sweet. They used to make it with sugar. So yeah. if you want to use honey syrup and back off the honey a little bit, go for it. Honey's got certain properties that I like. So I like the honey in there. Yeah, Full blast, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So all right. So we've uh, cleared the fact that now we've got stuff going on in the mug and your mug has now gotten cold because I've talked so long. So you're going to <laughs> take your half ounce of dark rum and pour that in. And then you're going to take, did I say half ounce? I meant one and a half ounces of dark mm-hmm. rum. I was like, and wow, then you're we're gonna doing take a, a low ABV, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, not, we no, never. So no. one and a half ounces of dark rum and then a half ounce of amaretto. Mm-hmm. And then I I'm going to- I love that you put that amaretto in there. Oh, what oh, a good idea. so, it's such a champ with the rum. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and I use Jamaican uh, rum, dark rum, because it's Jamaican's got this like funky flavor to it that I think works really well in this hot toddy. It's not overly sweet. Mm-hmm. So then I, um, I get a slice of lemon. I uh, drop that in there and then I start to top off the mug with more water and then I take my nutmeg and I grate that over the top, you know, on a microplane. And so if you don't have a a microplane, just pick one up. You should have one. It's great for zesting oranges and and lemons and limes and stuff. So go get a microplane. And I I zest that over the top. Just give it a, I don't know, just kind of however much you want. You don't want to like, you don't want to encase... (laughs) <laughs> the liquid inside, which give it a right. good, you know, scratchy, scratchy, scratch, right? So four or five times, maybe mm-hmm. 10, up to you. Yep. Maybe you'll want to do more after uh, we get to the story part. But uh, anyways, and that's it. Right. I mean, that's that's all I did. And I've got this wonderful, you know, give it a little stir with your, uh, your, your measuring spoon. You don't need to get the bar spoon out. You've already got the measuring spoon in there. And mm-hmm. bingo, you are on your way to uh, a good time and wellness with your hot toddy. Yeah, no, I mean, I, again, I said it, I, I'll say it again. I think a hot toddy is, even though we're not doing foundation, it's funny. I I do think that this is a foundational one for hot cocktails, right? Like this is the OG when I think of hot cocktails. So I think it's good to know this. And Brad, like you said, you can switch it out. If you don't want to do rum, you can do, I mean, you really could do mezcal and a little bit of like a hot honey. 
Come on. Yeah. Um, well, listen, you can swap out the citrus too. It doesn't have to be a lemon. Right? It could be a, it could be an orange. You could do it with a right. lime if you wanted to. Do it with gin and a lime, you know? Well, and, and you know, for those listening and who are maybe they're doing dry January, I have fun fact for you. I made one that didn't have any booze at all in there and I just hiked up the citrus. Mm-hmm. And so hot toddy is, you know, you got your, your sweet, you got your hot and then mm-hmm. your citrus. And so you can make it a mocktail as well. Totally. You could you could juice that lemon and put three quarter ounce of lemon in there and the, mm-hmm. the honey will balance that out so it's not too tart. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. This hot toddy can go a bunch of different ways. So this is just one way. Actually, these taste drinks really good. Um, yeah. But play around. Yeah, totally play around. Yeah. So, well, right. now mine would be a little bit tougher to make a non-alcoholic. So you're going to do a <laughs> mocktail. A <laughs> yeah, do Brad's. Can I get the Negroni NA? Yeah. Um, that's a no. <laughs> but <laughs> this cocktail, if you're not doing it, is uh, is great. So maybe maybe save this. But I, I love this. We're taking the classic Negroni equal parts, right? So so let, let me set you up here. One of the things I like to use, you know me, I'm all about presentation. I love to use those glass mugs. I've run into the issue of cracking some of my glass mugs with the hot water. You have the cold vermouth, right? So we're going to talk about that towards the end of the episode, just with our tip section. But you're going to hear me say temper the glass. To start this cocktail, you're going to grab your mug and you're going to temper the glass by filling the glass up with hot water, letting it rest for about a minute, and then dumping that hot water out. You're just getting that glass ready for the hot liquid, right? So once I do that, I add in, I actually made a honey syrup. It's just honey and hot water, and you mix it until the honey is liquid. Um, mm-hmm. So I do about a half ounce of that honey syrup. I, in a bind, actually today, I use turbinado syrup. That works too. Which, and by the way, it's it's just a richer syrup, and God, it tastes fantastic. Oh, yeah. So just a half ounce of sweetener, right? I do think a honey syrup is, is really nice in this, but if you have a simple syrup, if you have a turbinado syrup, whatever syrup you have, Feel free to use that. From there, equal parts, gin, sweet vermouth, Campari. I do one ounce. You can cut it back and do three quarters, but I want this to not only be warm temperature, but I want it to warm my heart. So I like the <laughs> ounce of each. Aww. Yeah, uh-huh. It just like warms you all the way. Each just sip, nice just you can hug. feel it go down. Yeah. Mm. So an ounce of gin, sweet vermouth, and Campari. Now from there, I do a splash of orange juice. And this is fresh squeeze. So you cut your orange in half, you squeeze that bad boy. I had, like I said at the beginning of this episode, blood oranges. And man alive, let me tell you, it is so delicious. Because I've had I've had it both ways. And if I had to pick one, it would be blood oranges. Oh, it's so good in this. So just a splash. And if you're trying to measure it out, I would say anywhere from a quarter to a half ounce of that fresh citrus. Now, from there, you're going to just want to top this with about four to five ounces of hot water. And you just mix it together. You're going to see a little steamy steam with all the ingredients because it's nice and hot. I garnish this very simple. I just garnish with a fresh orange slice. That's kind of like an orange wedge that I just kind of let sit in my glass. Mm-hmm. I've added a star anise too, just for presentation. Yeah. Don't have to. Don't have to get crazy, but oh, it you looks can. looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's it. That's how easy it is. And I was even, I was going to dabble and I didn't for this episode, but 
I would say, because I do love a mezcal Negroni, you could swap out the gin for this and do mezcal as well. But yeah, like you can change the spirit with a Negroni. You can change it with the hot Negroni too and kind of use what you want there. Boulevardier, yeah. right? Whiskey, I don't know. So Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I mean, this this is this cocktail is like playing with a box of Legos. You can mm-hmm. just swap things in and out, like spices, like the star NS. Yeah. I love I mean, like that, that saying. Yeah, you can hang on to that. <laughs> Uh, you can, uh, you know, clove with the orange, you know, it's right. so many different things you can do. So yeah, this is, this one's hard to, hard to, I mean, it, you could screw it up pretty easily, but you know. It's a good one to have in your cocktail, like home bar menu. This is a really good one to have. And I'm telling you, you want this in your repertoire because there is nothing better when you are cold or feeling a mm-hmm. little under the weather. Hot toddy. Yep. Hot toddy. So, yeah. All right. All right. I have my cocktail. I'm actually really excited to learn the history of the hot toddy because I feel like there has to be a good history lesson behind this drink because it's a classic. Good chances. All right. Let's see. All right. Let's get into it. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Cocktails, warm cocktails in hand. And I have a feeling there has to be a good story behind the hot toddy, right? Yeah, well, we'll give it a shot here. The good news is, is it kind of sticks to uh, a certain region of mm-hmm. the world. It's kind of a certain region of the world. You know, we, a, lot, a lot of this goes to um, over there in the UK, British Isles. By the yeah. way, do you, know, do you know what the difference is between the British Isles, Britain, and the UK, and hmm. England, for that matter? You know? I uh, can't say I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just found out. So here's (laughs) how it goes. (laughs) Britain is where you find England, Scotland, Wales. That's Mm -hmm. Britain. Right. The UK is England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, but not Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. The British Isles are all of that plus... Northern Ireland and England is obviously just England. It's, uh-huh. That's the country. So okay. that's something I've always kind of 
wondered because I'd say Britain. I'm like, well, wait, is it England? I don't really know what well, I'm right. saying. Sorry to my friends over there in the British Isles, uh, specifically in England and in the UK. But uh, that's that's how that goes. Interesting. So anyways, okay. now you know. All right. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah. But that's not why we're here. So why we're here is we're talking about the origins of the hot toddy. So let's go over yeah. to uh, the UK. Okay. I do love it there. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Well, first up, we've got uh, Ireland and Irish-born physician okay. Robert Benchley Todd. And uh, Robert Benchley Todd was. That so well. uh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. I work on it. It's real hard. So Robert was born. And uh, in Ireland, but he moved to England, actually London, and practiced medicine. And this guy was actually, he was a prolific contributor to physiological medicine, which was in its mm. infancy back in the mid-1830s. Mm. And uh, in fact, mid-1800s for that matter. He is credited with discovering, or at least identifying, something called Todd's palsy, or I think they call it Todd's paresis today or paralysis. And what mm -hmm. that is, is uh, when somebody has a seizure, part or all of their body will uh, become weak or become completely paralyzed. And uh -huh. that, that was discovered by this gentleman. He also said, uh, or they say, he invented the hot toddy and he would prescribe the hot toddy as a cure-all wow. to his patients. Yep. And help them recover from whatever ailed them. And his specific version was made with brandy, canela, which is a kind of white cinnamon, lemon, mm. and sugar. Yeah, so that was mm. uh, that was Robert Bentley Toads. Now the Scots say, "Nah, that's no Irish. That's a lot of crap. How can it be Irish when it comes from the well of Todd outside Edinburgh? Aye, it's a Scottish drink, and we use whiskey, and that's all we know." <laughs> You okay? Honestly, the the uh, it's scary how uncanny these are. Oh, good, because I'm gonna screw it up right here. <laughs> Actually, not at all. So I, uh, I'm not even going here. Uh, so India says, and you're gonna be like, wait, that's not in the UK. One's right. Horses. India says, hey, look, hold my IPA, all right, mm -hmm. uh, and back it up a few hundred years uh, to the 1600s. And uh, you can thank us for the invention of the toddy. After all, the word toddy comes from the Hindi word taddy, which was a beverage of fermented palm sap. Huh. Which kind of sounds good, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it sounds good. Haven't tried it. Yeah, that kind of makes sense that they would they would do that just because of all their teas yeah. and, I mean. Yeah, their big thing over there is Iraq. And I've tried mm -hmm. that. Tastes a lot like Zambuca. Well, so anyways, <laughs> maybe that is. So also, you know, the Indians, they invented or came up with a punch as well. Well, mm -hmm. so to speak, they can't. Punch comes from India because uh, it, that comes from the word panch, which is Hindi for five, because there's five ingredients in punch spirits, sugar, spice, citrus, and water, which actually sounds a lot like a, a toddy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. What does all this have to do uh, about the UK? Well, at the time, India was under British control oh. um, because of a little something called the spice trade. And the whole reason the British were in the area was. Uh, specifically East India, which, you know, Indonesia, the islands east of India, the obviously the subcontinent of Asia, which is India, and then all the way to the tip of South Africa. Right. That was all being traded and not just spices. I mean, there's all kinds of things that was coming out of that area. And there was a company called the East India Company, which 
they were the world's largest corporation from the 1600s to the mid 1800s. And they actually employed 286,000 soldiers in their private army. That was twice the size of the British army. And uh, they were there to protect their interests. And I mean, England set up Hong Kong and all these different cities all during these uh, the spice trading and East India Company was there for all of it. In fact, they were over in the Caribbean too. Wow. Spices were such a valuable commodity, such a valuable commodity that to give you an example, New Amsterdam, which is another word for the island of Manhattan. I don't know if you knew that, but- um, I didn't. Manhattan, before it was Manhattan, was called New Amsterdam. Okay. And that was under Dutch control. Yeah, so the Dutch- that was their that was their island. Wow. And the Dutch traded it to England in exchange. They said, give us your last trade route for nutmeg. And so Manhattan at one time was less valuable than nutmeg, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> that God. That's crazy. I know. Hey, fun fact about nutmeg here. So did you know it was a hallucinogenic? You know. I, that doesn't surprise me because I feel like I've heard that before. Why have I heard that before? Yeah, because it's true. (laughs) No (laughs) way. Yeah, it really is. So if you take nutmeg in large amounts, it gives you the same, like gives you a feeling that you're floating. Whoa. And yeah, it also gives you a pounding headache. And one person described even giving you nutmeg burps. Oh. By the way, it takes several hours for the effects to kick in. Huh. I think Malcolm X said that uh, he did a penny matchbox um, amount of grated nutmeg and consumed it with water, which, you know, nutmeg lose its, loses its uh, holiday flavors. I think when you consume it in large quantities, it tastes probably more like, you know, paint yeah. stripper. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. He said it had the same effect as three or four uh, reefers <laughs> or Whoa, joints. Whoa, that's crazy. And... uh a fun fact also that the effects don't lay with you for a few hours. It's several days no way. for the effects to wear off. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah, your heart will race. So don't go out there and start grating up a bunch of nutmeg Jeez. thinking you're going to get stoned for three days because it is actually dangerous yeah. <laughs> for you. So Holy smokes. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in moderation. Okay, anyways. So back to the spice trade. So somewhere between India and London, somebody clearly said, hey, you know what we should do? Kind of like the gin and tonic, right? Uh You know what we should do? We should take these spices here and mix it in with this uh, spirit here. And well, we've got citrus laying around and we've got some sugar or sweetener. Let's go ahead and put all these stuff, uh, all these things into a glass and uh, drink it. And by God, boom. Yep. That tastes pretty good. And so if you think about it, like it's plausible that uh, Robert Schott was the originator of the hot toddy because where did all the spices land? London and the docks, right? right? And so- Uh And it was cold AF there in the winter. Yeah, I mean, I've been to London in March. Oh. It's still cold. Yeah, it's cold. I mean, look, I'm from Minnesota, right? It's cold like until like May, but you know, I I do not do the cold. Even, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I understand why they needed hot toddies. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I, again, I could drink a hot toddy right up until May. Mm, anyways. Well, that's it's true. It's so good. Yeah. 
So yeah, so the, it's you know it's pretty plausible that uh, this was this was a drink that was uh, invented in London. It may have been invented in India. In fact, India uh, they say was invented over there. It could have been invented on a ship. The thing is, is nobody really knows for sure. They just know that the spices and all that stuff was coming from India way back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. So then you think about okay, well, where's the rum come from? Well, the thing about rum is when you got towards the colonies, uh, the American colonies, rum was the most popular spirit here well, in right. the colonies, way more popular than whiskey. Uh-huh. In fact, if it wasn't for a few key events, whiskey may have never really caught fire here in the United States and rum may have been our preferred beverage. Yeah, That's funny to me. Yeah. Look at it now. <laughs> totally, yeah, look at the rum now. I mean, as I drink rum, I love rum. Mm-hmm. So we started putting rum in it over here, uh, down in the Caribbean. They did the same thing and they called it bumbo um, and they didn't heat it. It was just, you know, already warm because it's hot as hell down there. Right. So they uh, they had bumbo down there, but up here we had hot toddies. And hot toddies and punch for that matter, those were pretty big deal. Yeah. So you would go to any tavern and you would see hot toddies. You'd, in fact, you'd see punch bowls and you'd see toddy bowls, which toddy bowls were just a smaller version of a punch bowl. Mm-hmm. In the taverns, what they would do is uh, they would serve you your toddy. But again, we're talking about like the 1700s, right? The 1600s, the early 1800s, even the mid 1800s. It's not like they had like hot water at the ready and you right. like, you know, think about a big kettle like with boiling water in it. So what they would do is they would serve you your hot toddy in a mug and, um, but they wouldn't give you the water. They give you uh, water in it, but you take your spirit, you take your spices, you grind that around with a, something called a toddy stick, which was the, the muddler, mm-hmm. pre-muddler. And then they would give you um, this red hot poker that was sitting in the fire and they had these, they're called loggerheads. And you would take that red hot poker and you would insert the poker into your glass. And that glass would like uh-huh. bubble and hiss and, and whatnot. And that would heat your toddy. And so, I mean, think about it, like being back in a tavern back then, you'd hear all this clicking of sticks against the, the mug and grinding yeah. and all this hissing. And I'm sure that the tavern smelt like, you know, burnt wood, maybe burnt flesh. Right, <laughs> right. Know, because- you never know. You couldn't give a hot poker out today in a in a tavern and and expect not to get sued because somebody would be like, hey, you know what you do? Let's tattoo you. Let's go. Come on. Let's right. Mark this night. Mm-hmm. You know, or geez, I grabbed the wrong end. <laughs> That's the thing about you know, the states. And honestly, this is my one like complaint about living over here when you've been to Europe. You know, you you've been to Amsterdam, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know the canals in Amsterdam. They're all over the place. Like if yeah. you park your car and the people park their car next to the canals because you have to. There's no room. Right. Like. There's nothing stopping you from dumping your car in the canal or your bike or let alone no, you know, know. just walking. Yeah. You can fall right in. Totally. That's it. Don't be stupid. Don't be but stupid. But here in the United States, you got to put up barriers and signs and, you know, gosh, if I didn't have that sign up there saying, you know, don't hold the wrong end of the hot poker, someone's going to sue me, right? So I know. I know. Anyways, let me get off my bench. I'm sorry. Tell my lawyer friends. <laughs> Thanks. You really screwed it up for all of us. <sighs> I get so it. Cool. I get it. Let's, let's close out with this, right? medicinal properties of the hot toddy. And there are actual medicinal properties for the hot toddy. So Mm -hmm. here it goes. According to a research paper written by Saunders and Elsevier, found in the Journal of American Pharmacists Association, this was written back in 2007, people who drink a moderate amount of alcohol are able, on average, to fend off colds better than those who drink heavily and those who don't drink at all. I'm just Fun fact saying, number one. I'm just saying. Fun fact 
Number two. All right, let's hear it. Honey okay. mm-hmm. is actually a natural anti-inflammatory. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I knew that one. Lemon, lemon combined with warm steam uh-huh. loosens congestion. Yes. And honey reduces the inflammation of your sinuses and therefore alleviates congestion, sinus congestion. Mm-hmm. Honey, like I said, also works on inflammation. And when your throat is sore, it's inflamed due to a infection. Honey also alleviates symptoms of a sore throat. And let's not forget, Jules, that nutmeg has those wonderful properties that can leave you feeling a little bit euphoric. Just don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. So a hot toddy, <laughs> prescribing the hot toddy for like, you know, a cold or a little, uh, little feeling a little bit under the weather, you get a little sinus congestion, actually is a good recipe. Yep. A they recipe say a for little success. goes a long way. Yeah, you know? so that's uh, let's let's drink up. You know, here's the wellness. Jules. I, you here's know what? I agree. I agree. You know, people who say certain things. You know, before we end this segment, I just want to say the thing that you don't have to go to one extreme of oh I don't or I do or I over. Let's just moder- let's well, some remember. Some people keep, have to go to that extreme of right. saying I don't. <laughs> but let's go to let's go to this word that I think we've forgotten. Moderation. 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 That's all it is. That's all it is. And I think a hot toddy is a great cocktail when you are. It's it's almost like I don't feel good. And it it warms you up and it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And so this cocktail, I think, is perfect. Whether you need to warm up or you're starting to feel a cold coming on, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah. Most I've ever had is two. And the reason is I think the honey just gets to be a little overwhelming after a while. So I'm a big fan of one hot toddy for sure. Yeah, like even today, even today, I, I'm going to have this mm-hmm. and I, I maybe I'll have one more. But yeah, for me, hot cocktails, mm-hmm. two max. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, cool. so there you go. Here's to, uh, here's to your health and here's to the history of the, the hot toddy. All right, Uncle Brad, we can't end an episode of The Art of Drinking without a tip. You gotta have tips. Gotta have a tip. I think this episode was a good time to talk about hot drinks because you don't have them all the time. I feel like these drinks are definitely seasonal. They don't have to be, but they are sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I think a good tip would be talking about making hot cocktails. Uh, I think one of the perfect tips that I have, I kind of talked about it with my recipe, is tempering a glass. It's not necessary. Some glasses and mugs are already, you know, I have my ceramic mug here. It's 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 pretty foolproof. You know, it's, it's not going to break or shatter because you're adding cold and hot. But I will tell you with tempering a glass, and let's get back to square one. Tempering a glass is you have your glass mug and you fill it up full with hot water. You let it sit Mm -hmm. for about a minute, max two, and then you just dump it. And then you start to build your drink. And so I think a tip for that, whether you're doing it in, you know, your ceramic mug or you're doing it in a glass, I definitely see the positives of doing that because at least for me, making a hot Negroni, I'm adding in cold sweet vermouth because it's in my fridge, right? And so I think when you temper the glass, it helps to ensure that your cocktail isn't going to reach room temperature or get cold faster than it would. I think tempering your glass helps to ensure the long-standing hot temperature. I think it's important. 
I, I totally agree. And I, I have lived that example. Right. And I've broken glasses. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. Every once in a while you get a kind of a weird thing that happens and like that glass mug or that mug that's not supposed to shatter does. Yeah. Temper that glass. Well, and I will, this isn't a cocktail making tip, but here's actually, and after you're done drinking your cocktails, whether it is a hot drink or not, when you have a cold glass and you want to wash that glass with hot water, you will break it. (laughs) So I have made that mistake many times and I forget sometimes because the water's like burn your hands hot. And then I put the glass that I just used of a cold cocktail completely shatter. So just... Another tip, a random tip that I just thought of, just when you're cleaning your glassware, make sure that you're not using like scalding hot water for a cold glass. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of ease it into the right temperature so you don't crack that glass. Uh, Glass is temperamental, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, look, it's, it can be dangerous. And if anything, it's bad for your garbage disposal for sure. So, (laughs) yeah, so be careful. All right. So, I think uh, another one that I have. Is hot temperature and uh, alcohol, because I know a lot of people, especially, you know, when it comes to like boiling hot water, like when you make mold wine, right? A lot of people are curious about burning off the alcohol. So when it comes to hot cocktails, I think when you're building it in a mug, you know, don't use boiling, boiling water, right? You don't want to get just that vapor of alcohol in your face that's vaporizing. But when you're making something like a mulled wine where you're actually cooking it, uh, one of the things that I found is if you can, add the alcohol last. With mulled wine, I think a lot of times you put fresh sugar in there and the fresh citrus Mm -hmm. juice. Put that in first. Let the sugar dissolve first with the heat. And Mm -hmm. then when you don't need so much heat, that's when I would add in the alcohol. Because again, if you get to a high temperature, it will start to burn off the alcohol, right? You have to get pretty pretty hot Yeah. to burn off the alcohol. We're talking like you know, 165 degrees, right. 70, something like that. If I'm thinking I maybe saw well, somebody Well, hey, my kettle once. goes up to like 210. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, for sure. So, you know? yeah, if you've got your you know, like hot toddy sitting over a fire, for sure you're going to burn <laughs> off some alcohol, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just be careful with the with the temperature. And and again, I think that this is the best tip when you are making the batched hot drinks like the mold wine. Mm-hmm. Add that in once you start to taper off the high temp, right? And that way you're not going to lose as much alcohol. So that's my tip for that. Brad, do you have anything to add there? No, that was, I think, a good couple of tips. And you know what? It's a long season. Well, hey, I do have one more tip for this, though. <laughs> okay. One more, I promise. Yeah. Well, and it com- it's still under the category of hot cocktails. And I think that the last good good tip is what spirits do I use for hot cocktails? And I will say that I think the darker spirits, your whiskeys, your rums, are better for hot cocktails than your vodkas. Yes, I did use gin in my cocktail. And yes, it worked and tastes delicious. But I think, you know, a safe rule of thumb, really and truly, is to kind of stay with those deeper, richer spirits. What do you think? My gut's telling me it doesn't matter, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. That's a, that's, you gave me something to think about. Yeah. Eh, you know what? Maybe forget I said it, but I, I, I think it definitely <laughs> is cocktail situational. You could be right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of a hot drink that I've had that's had clear spirit in it, so. Oh, I mean, shoot, mine just did. I've had so. hot chocolate and chartreuse. Look out there. That's unbelievable. And I've added mezcal. Jeez, I, I can't stop with the mezcal. 
Somebody's stomping. What are you putting in your Cheerios? Mezcal. Mezcal. <laughs> no, what are you running on right now? Mezcal. <laughs> mezcal, yeah. Ooh, what are you spritzing that plant? Oh, uh, it's mezcal. Yeah, it's a little mezcal. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, well, you know what? What's that, that smell? Oh, it's probably mezcal. <laughs> yeah, that is all I have for you for this episode of The Hot Dotty. That's it. That's all I'm giving. Awesome. <laughs> well, that was good. All right, that cool. Good. Solid tips. Solid, Solid tips. tips. Brad. Cheers, Jules. And thank you everyone for listening to the show. Don't worry. We will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjules.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at the art of drinking podcast. And of course, find Jules at join Jules or cigars and vino. That's me also on the Insta. And Hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jewels Cocktail Club, and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jewels and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts.